0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of This Show is All About You, a show about all the ways in which you and me become we and what that means for all of us. As always, I am your host, JDK Winnekin. You can find out more about me at my website, wordsbyjdk.com, and on my social media feeds at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is episode 20 of this show for May 24th, 2021. And this month we've been talking a lot about the concept of play, and we're going to continue that discussion today uh, by bringing in someone to talk with me about it. And uh, as a way to sort of introduce my guest, uh, the show's title today is uh, Playing Grace. That's because my guest is Grace Heller. Ah, uh, Grace is. Hello, hello. Uh, hello, Grace. Thanks for being here. You're so excited. I'm
1: so excited. This
0: is great. <laughs> this is great. I'm excited to have you. Grace is uh, is the daughter of my producer uh, and friend, Stacy Heller. And uh, Grace is a an excellent choice to bring in. And hopefully, you guys will see that very soon. Why that's the case, but I'll explain why uh, she is here. But uh, I was telling Grace uh, when we set this up that I start every show with a haiku, and uh, to sort of explain, kind of give the give the Give the tempo, give the feel to the episode, and so Grace. I'm gonna. I, I gave Grace the option of either me writing one or she could write one. Oh, you wanted to write it.
1: Oh yes, you
0: wanted to write. It. Okay. Oh yes. So so I'm going to read it uh, because this does capture this perfectly. Here's today's haiku uh, uh, for this show. Playing Grace, playing Grace today, but working Grace forever. Refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Re- <laughs> so let me say it again. Playing Grace today, but working Grace forever. Refrigerator.
1: Now, when in doubt, refrigerator, and that, my friends, is the public school education system for you. Refrigerator <laughs> is five syllables. So every year in the poetry unit, we would all be like, I know what we're going to do. Screw this. We're just going <laughs> to write refrigerator. <laughs> to every, every haiku I wrote in high school had refrigerator in it. And somewhere. it worked for you. And it worked.
0: Wow. Yeah, that says a lot about a lot of things. I, actually,
1: I really flew by the seat of my pants. Okay, in a lot well, of
0: ways. well, it's it's, it's not, you're you're definitely a person who likes to have fun. I know this about <laughs> you, so um, that actually makes you perfect for a lot of reasons. For this, now let me let me explain a little bit about um about Grace. I'm having Grace Brick come in because we've talked a lot about play in kids and adults, and Grace is a junior in college. She's the third of four uh, yes. of Stacey's kids, and the second daughter right you guys are you know you got first child daughter son daughter son yes right? and so you're she the claims
1: third. it wasn't planned
0: yes but i well you guys can work that out yourself <laughs> but but nevertheless the reason why um i wanted to bring grace on is uh, grace and i have talked about a bunch of stuff in the last few years uh we we actually battle over marvel movies quite a bit uh in our free time But I wanted to bring somebody on who sort of right in between those two groups that I mentioned, right? There's the kids, the importance of play in kids, and then talking a lot about people in my generation, right, in their 40s around there, about the importance of play now. You're conveniently right in the middle of those two things, Grace. And and, uh, so I wanted to bring you in to talk a little bit about um, how play, how you understand it, and how it was for you As a kid and then kind of your reflections on it now as you're kind of moving into your career choices and getting out of school and and all those things. So when I told you a little bit about play, it's mainly focused on the idea that uh, we're talking about play that is spontaneous, that is open ended, that is creative, that is focused and and kid controlled. Right. So the kid gets to control the parameters, not having things be controlled by an adult or that type of thing. And it's something that engages all those parts of executive functioning in the prefrontal cortex. And I, we've talked about all of that. Uh, I'd be very interested, and I want people to hear what comes up for you with that. So let's talk about your play as a kid. When Under that criteria, what kind of play did you do when you were a kid?
1: Yeah, so I think as a kid, it was a lot of play. Because being the third of four, it was built in friends. So pretty much everything I did had an element of play to it. So a lot of my... I feel like my free time was spent playing with my siblings, but not when I'm in hindsight when i was when we were talking about this, I realized not a lot of it was personal i didn't I didn't have any like personal play time. I wasn't the kind of person that like I didn't play with myself, so to speak <laughs> <laughs> so we're a rolling. lot of yeah you we're know rolling. uh so a lot of my time was spent with my siblings, and that was anything from doing fashion shows with my sister, like with you know blankets as dresses or playing tripper with my brothers where we'd run around and grab each other's ankles. And it was a lot of it was a lot of engagement with other people.
0: Okay, so and that was something that primarily with your siblings. Now, was that was were you the type of kid who was really social with friends at school or? I was.
1: Yeah, I would say I was really social with people at school. I think that I've and I've always been this way. And this is something that I've realized because I'm always like, am I crazy? But this is how I've always been. I love to hang out with people outside of my house. But then when I'm home, I'm like. I need, this is my space. This is like for me and my family. Mm-hmm. I don't, I wasn't a big like after school play date kind of person. Cause by the end of it, I would be like, I'm so tired of you. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let's just save ourselves the headache. Let's just hang out here. I'll see you tomorrow.
0: So, so your, your play interaction with other people had a, had a time limit.
1: It did. I would get, okay. I, I, cause I think in a lot of ways I felt like I was like, Ugh, I have to entertain, you know, like it wasn't super. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like it almost felt like I was the entertainment and i was like you know what someone else be funny for once <laughs> like,
0: so were you the type of person who came up with the things you guys played with or did you like step into stuff that other people were creating was it a little bit of both
1: i think it was a little bit of both i think i was definitely the one that initiated it but then it would evolve and that's where it became more of a collaborative experience with play but right. i was definitely the one who would say like let's do this and then it would kind of there'd be compromise and we'd figure out what to do and mm-hmm. someone would be barbie and someone would be ken and whatever right. but but generally, I think it was a lot of me initiating activities.
0: Okay. Okay. Now, so what do you think now? You've you reflected on it. We've talked a little bit about it. You clearly see the importance of it. Yeah. In, in that. What were the, in retrospect, what were the really good things you think that kind of play brought you? And what are some things that maybe you didn't get or maybe types of play you didn't do that you wish you would have?
1: Yeah. I think, I think that what it... But play really brought me and I even notice this now is there's a sort of well there is just a joy that play has always brought like I always I always feel like when I'm when I'm down whatever there are certain like self-care like I could do a facial or whatever, but nothing brings me the same kind of joy and like true serotonin as just play mm-hmm. and that could be me saying let's go to Walmart and just browse the aisles just doing something that just is for <laughs> fun like for whatever and so I think that having that space and having that like with my siblings has made it really easy for me to make friends in that way and be able to do that stuff and just kind of go and play Mm -hmm. and be very down for that um i do think that i wish i had been a little bit more imaginative in my own mind and doing not just because i was you could turn on a movie and i would go like i would love it i would go numb i'd sit there and i could be there for hours but i think a little bit more of figuring out how to play with like by myself and enjoying my own time because what i struggle with now is I feel like if I'm alone, it can't be play. Play oh. has to be play has to involve other people now in my own mm-hmm. mind. So suddenly now, if I'm sitting alone, I'm like, well, now I got to do work, or I got to do this, or I got to do that. So it's like being alone requires productivity. I can't just have a good time or do whatever because involved as another person. And it wasn't
0: something you really worked on when you were younger. No, um, not at have, all. Do you have thoughts why you didn't when you were younger, why you didn't find that time? Was it something you didn't quite ever have a chance to do or did you not take that time? I think
1: I didn't take that time. I think that honestly, I think that I, I, I think I wanted the validation for my siblings of being able to play and like, hey, let's hang out and let's do this. And I really enjoyed family time. Like I really loved spending time with them and they were always there. I mean, I was in such a good spot where forever I had my sister, my brothers at home and then. And then it was my older brother and the, like my younger brother and I. And then it was just me and my brother. But I was never really in a position where I was alone. There was somebody always there. And so, I think it was like the as a kid seeking the validation, but then as an adult knowing that me being home didn't mean having to be alone mm-hmm. was kind of a good thing. Like if I didn't want to hang out with my friends, I knew that I was going home to a full house. Right. And I so I didn't really feel like I was being like I wasn't isolating myself. I wasn't doing any of that. Right. So it was kind of just a way of you know, being around people.
0: Well, it's really interesting because, you know, it, one of the things that they talk about or experts talk about with play is that one of the skills that it helps kids develop is is they create worlds of their own making and they learn how to, to kind of uh, work through adult-like responses to it, right? So you can create a scary situation and triumph over it or you can create a sad situation right. and learn how to cope with it. You, it sounds like you were able to do that when you were playing in groups. Like you could initiate yes. a make-believe situation and play within that. But by yourself, you weren't necessarily able to do that and so it sounds definitely. like when you said movies was it was movies as like a solo thing because somebody else was making up the world and you got exactly. to then go play around in that
1: yeah exactly okay. that was definitely it for me
0: okay did did it did that then inspire you to to like play around in that world like you saw a movie that you went oh I like that a lot yeah I'm gonna send my play in that direction you did do that
1: yes and I think like and I think I in hindsight I'm realizing this was kind of play but like, following a movie, I'll, like, I could sit and I could zone out for hours just thinking about the movie and kind of playing over scenarios in my head mm-hmm. in this world or thinking about, okay, what would I do if I was in this scenario? And almost, almost recreating the movie with myself as one of the characters trying to figure oh, yeah. out. And yeah. that was, I always was like, I always criticized myself for doing that because I was like, oh, that's so narcissistic. Or I was like, oh, that's just like me being distracted. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, that was me just playing. Right. That's me just playing around and living in a different reality and Mm -hmm. but being given a prompt almost it was like I was given a prompt and then I could create play within that it was like a controlled space and I didn't have to come up with the whole thing and I was I was able to enjoy myself though
0: yeah and it's so interesting that validation piece right that that the idea that you know getting validation from others as you're welcome in the group or your ideas are good that type of thing that it's so interesting because that on one hand that's really good to be able to to know you can interact that way and develop that. And on the other hand it's clear you sense that there's a gap there for you yeah. growing up. And so has the difficulty just has has the difficulty for you been with that that just your alone time is you have is did it lead to an inability for you to validate yourself on some level? Oh, for sure. It definitely. Did. Yeah, I it definitely did.
1: think I think that it kind of created this I look very much to external validation. Okay. I like I'll join an honor society in college because I need a I want to medal when I walk across the stage. Like mm. I need these things, which I'm like, that's so random. Like mm-hmm. that's not, I should just feel good about, you know, getting my education and having a balance, but like I'll I'll pass fail a class instead of getting a B because I need that, that GPA, that grade. And so a lot of my validation now comes from external sources and I, I have a really hard time being enough for myself. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I'm not able to fill that void. And so I think that's a lot of, Especially during COVID, that was a really big struggle because I, I couldn't use people oh, I could imagine. in a lot yeah. of ways. Wow. Like I had to kind of look to myself to like entertain myself or feel good about myself. I couldn't mm-hmm. just go see people. Mm-hmm. And so that I think that makes it really hard when you have to like I I can't I can't be alone in a lot <laughs> of ways. I'm like, I really need people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's it's mad. a struggle. I can I can relate to this a lot because I think I was similar as I've been sitting here listening to you talk about this when I played so much better. With other people. Yes. You know, particularly like, you know, for me, the Star Wars movies, the originals, I'm dating myself, right? The original trilogy was the big thing oh, right, yeah. in my world. And yet, so when we would play, my friends together, we would take that world, like you were talking about, we would each choose characters in it to be, and that was always a, a battle, right? Because no, oh, yeah. no one wanted to be C-3PO. Right? Oh. <laughs> no, nobody <laughs> wanted wasn't to
1: wasn't C- even an option. <laughs> yeah, I
0: know, right. If everybody wanted to be Han Solo or Luke Skywalker, or, you know, then- you know, maybe the, maybe the real strong kid might be Darth Vader, but maybe it was the kid nobody liked. So right, right. Vader. But there was always that pecking order that I always got developed. So I yeah. was always really good in that. Uh, and for me, playing by myself could be fun depending on what I was doing, like if I was doing Legos or whatever. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I remember always feeling like even those times where I was on my own, where I always wanted to bring somebody else in. And my sister sometimes would be available, sometimes not. Um, my folks, uh, sometimes would be available, sometimes not, but I found myself sometimes getting a little stir crazy. Like, okay, I can only do so much with this. And now I went into things, you know, often I think one it's one of the reasons why I became such a big reader also, because I could do that. And, but I, I, for a long time, wasn't comfortable with myself either. And so I would do things to distract myself or I, you know, later in life, yes, be product, be productive, right. Or just completely zone out. Right yes. watch watch t v and movies all day yeah. long, or just you know completely exempt myself from life, so I can relate to that part, and i you know I'm not sure in retrospect um I'm not sure there was necessarily the awareness on my parents' part that they should be actively encouraging me or cultivating a time for me to be right. on my own, developing these these types of things when you were growing up do you did your family did your folks in particular uh they seem like the people who would really encourage play did they Were they encouraging things like learning how to do stuff on your own or creating things on your own or was it just kind of a crapshoot?
1: I mean, I think I think it was kind of a mix of both because I think that there was the intended message was go be creative, you know, do what you want to do. But then I think that the message would get a little muffled because we would got like even watching kids now like going to dinner, like we were never allowed to leave the booth. We were never allowed to get up and walk around the restaurant. It was like you're gonna sit in your chair. Right. And you're gonna be respectful. Right. Which, as a patron now, I'm like, y'all really gotta teach that. That is so <laughs> annoying. So I respect that. But then also in hindsight, I'm like, I think that we were we gave ourselves a lot of barriers because of that. Because we knew that my parents had these limits, we set our own bound. We never tested the boundaries because we were very afraid of breaking them. Right. So we kind of I don't think my parents ever really set up limitations for our play, but I think that we still operated within a very narrow margin because we were afraid of the repercussions of sure. if we broke out of this. And so I think that we kind of put limits on ourselves in a lot of ways, which in hindsight I think that we probably should have pushed the barrier a little bit more. We probably should have pushed the boundaries, mm. seen what we would get in trouble for, you know.
0: Yeah, there's there's different modes, right? There's the yeah, the at-home mode right. what's allowed and then the out in public Yes. mode right I, and I remember I don't know if you ever played in these when you were younger but it was a huge deal when McDonald's and other places put in the play playgrounds place. and the play place. yes did you play in the play places
1: mm, this is gonna be embarrassing but not until I was an adult
0: not until you're an <laughs> adult that's not so bad <laughs> yeah I mean so I went in them right
1: I was like I was far too old and it was far too late in the night like it was like when it was like 2 a.m. and they were like just go ahead like you oh know, right because you know because oh, right. they were like I gotcha. don't care anymore and right. you were I'm like gonna... yay <laughs> <laughs> you
0: had to run around them, and... it was a huge deal when I was a kid when those yeah. things opened up because for the very thing you talked about like you're going out to a place and of course you're going to McDonald's so you're already excited right you can get a happy meal and a toy and all of that course. and then there's a playground yes right? so you don't have to stay sitting there talking to the adults particularly if it's like two families of friends yeah. getting together you can go off and do your own thing and certainly for the adults, I think that's exciting, too. Oh, right? you yeah. You actually have an adult conversation while the kids can go. Well, run right. Around. Right. Um, you don't see a whole lot of play places anymore. I don't. Th- and not just because of COVID. I think I, suddenly yeah. all of a sudden they're like, oh, we can get kids getting injured. Or,
1: yeah. No, th- that's definitely. I think that's been a huge thing is like
0: mm-hmm.
1: play has been. There's been such more of like a, a safety net around play mm-hmm. where it's like, like, let a kid fall. Like it's okay. It's okay to trip. But then suddenly it's like now there's so much more responsibility placed on everyone else.
0: Everybody's afraid somebody's gonna hold exactly. them liable. Yeah, right. It's like it's just yeah. all about liability. Yeah, and what ends up happening, it seems to me, is that suddenly we're treating everybody with fragility. Yes. Like everybody like like kids can be, you know, can be broken if they fall down and skin their knee yeah. or something like that. And and, you know, and I guess that's always the battle, right, with as you learn new stuff, the pendulum tends to swing yes. a little too far the yeah. other way. So it's going to be interesting to see that. I remember the play places that came out. They had ball pits.
1: Oh, yeah. And, of course,
0: people freak out about ball pits now. right? Now it's, it's like,
1: like my child will drown. And right. Like, or well, there's well. too many
0: germs in there. <laughs> yeah. Right? And you're you know, like that type of thing. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, man, the more germs you get exposed to, the more immunity you got. Yeah. Right? We that's- used
1: to have floor spice with almost every meal. You drop it on the floor and be like, I a second rule of floor spice.
0: Oh, it was great. Floor Spice? Floor Spice. Floor Spice. Yeah. That's funny. The five Yeah. Seconds. Okay. All right. Well, see, this is exactly why I wanted to bring you on because I wanted people who are listening, particularly people in family dynamics, to kind of hear how this plays out, right? Yeah. So you clearly had a lot of play in your life. Yeah. And yet in in retrospect, which wasn't all that long ago, you're like, oh, I didn't do a lot of that or I didn't do a lot of that. And yeah. certainly, you know, I know your folks are would, would think about that and go, oh, yeah, okay, we didn't necessarily do that. Or that's interesting that we missed that. or it's, Right. You know, because it sounds like- some of your siblings do know how to do on their yeah. own and maybe don't know how to do with other people. Yeah. I would say well.
1: for sure. I think my older sister is, she got really good at the on your own. Like she would have, you know, like the the stumps outside that were like the fairy houses. And oh, wow. for her, she was like, that was her world. So mm-hmm. I would, for me, I was like, let me play. And she was like, no, this is my world. These are my mm-hmm. fairies. And I absolutely respect that. Like in hindsight, I'm like, that was. good. I wish I had my own little world. I had like Barbie's dream house, and I was like, you know, <laughs> like let me ride the horse. Like I don't know. So I'm like, not <laughs> not as imaginative. Um, but I was like, I, I became then because I was denied playing with her. I became so desperate for someone else to play with that it okay. instead of instead of being inspired to be like, well, I'm going to go make my own thing. It was like I need someone else. And so, right,
0: and she's the oldest. And so she's when the old, right, so so she had to learn how to do that
1: exactly right away
0: just by the nature of being the first yeah play. exactly yeah. so yeah. it
1: definitely like even within our family dynamic we all have different experiences of play
0: that's so interesting so weird it is weird and, and yet at the same time what's what's really c- cool for me for parents is to be able to see that i mean this yes. is a classic example of the type of play is so varied you can find it and yet it also seems to underscore an awareness of the various types that are out there and encouraging kids to find ways to cultivate that yeah themselves that's really interesting okay well When we come back from a break, we'll keep talking a little bit about this. And so we'll come back in just a minute here on This Show is All About You. Stick around. Counseling.com. This is Rob Bates, and I want you to tune in to Don't Ask Me to Talk with Stacey Heller. The show that brings joy from pain, sunshine where it rains. Don't Ask Me to Talk with Stacey Heller. And that's coming from me, Mr. It Takes Two, Rob Base, tune in.
1: Do what Rob Base says. Take a listen to Don't Ask Me to Talk with Stacy Heller. That's me, Tuesdays from 3 to 4 on KKNW. To find out more information, check out my website, StacyConnects.com, or text D-A-M-T-T to 55678.
0: Organic, free-range, and fresh daily. Alternative Talk, 1150. All right, welcome back, everyone, to this show. Is all about you. I'm your host, J.D.K. Winniken We're continuing our talk about play this month, and uh, in studio, I have my guest, Grace Heller, who is uh, generously serving as the sort of the the uh, I don't know a guinea pig's not the right thing because we're not experimenting I'll take it. on I will. you, but well, we're at least talking about this experience you had as a kid. Now, yes. going into adulthood, you're finishing up college here next year, and just your reflections on the type of play that you experienced and your reflections on the type of play you didn't do and the effects that it's had. So, and I appreciate your honesty about all of that and your awareness on it is great. I'm wondering a couple of things like, um, you know, I've spent a lot of time telling adults in this past month that, you know, we can, as adults can engage in play too. And it's not just being, it's not necessarily going back and being childish, right. And engaging in that, Uh, you know, and of course, as we get older, we have, you know, different responsibilities and different concerns. So I'm wondering for you now, like, what is when you think about play, what kind of play as an adult would you want to cultivate? Do you have any ideas on that? What you want to do differently? I
1: think one thing that I have noticed is like there'll be times that I'll just like have the urge to do something, whether mm-hmm. it's like I need to listen to the song and like just like dance for a couple minutes, uh-huh. and there's always a reason not to It's So I was like, no, but I'm in the middle of writing this essay, or no, but I'm in the middle of doing this, and I think that one thing that I've, that's also been really kind of interesting in learning about play is I always think of play, it's like it always has to come before work. But Mm. it's like, but maybe play can kind of come whenever, because maybe I'll get my work done faster if I play right now. Absolutely. And I think that that has been something that I've been kind of learning, especially this past year, because I've just been not motivated. So I'm like, "Ah, heck, I'll play right now. Um, And
0: you've been on your own.
1: And I've been on my own, exactly. So it's been kind of a learning experience. But I think kind of just going with the urge of whatever feels right in that moment. Because I, I do in a lot of ways think that like your body and your brain do know what you need. Mm-hmm. And so just listening to that, because you don't really like as a kid, like play didn't, I don't think come from some random spurt. Like it's, you're developing and it's a developmental process. So mm-hmm. your body and your brain are going through a process of learning how to create these scenarios and kind mm-hmm. of live as a, an adult in your own little world. And so if that's how our brains process things, then let, right. it, let it happen.
0: Well, it, yeah, it's leading us in the direction that it wants to exactly. go because of what we want to know, right, or yeah. what the brain wants to learn. Yeah, that's that's interesting, you know, and, and so, like, so now, asking about your family dynamic, too, yeah. Um. you know, your youngest brother's about to graduate, right, yes. Move on. so you're kind of all now in sort of adulthood. Yeah. How is, how is it now with your family play-wise? You talked about the The indoor, there's all of that. And that sounds like it was really loose and you could do a lot within that world. But then your parents had a little bit of stricter rules on the outside. How is that changing for you guys as a family? Are you guys playing more now? Do you feel like more of a freedom in play as adults in your house?
1: Yeah, and I I think that there's a little bit more. I think that before there was very structured in terms of who was playing with who. Mm -hmm. Like there wasn't a lot of mobility. It was always me with my brothers. I never really played with my sister a lot. And now I think we're all kind of able to play together Mm -hmm. and it's okay. Like the dynamic is, it's a better dynamic where, and my parents are now involved, which is really fun. So our play is very kind of open-ended now. There doesn't really seem like there's a lot of restrictions on it and Mm -hmm. not like restrictions as in like you can or can't do this, but restrictions as in like, Andy doesn't want to do this. And so blah, blah, blah. Like it's now just a little bit more, we all kind of, do whatever, like we're all on the same wavelength,
0: if mm-hmm. that makes sense. It does. And and it sounds like because you spent all those years cultivating different play avenues, for lack of a better term, yeah. it makes it easier to re-engage in them now. Oh, yeah. So so has it been harder, like you mentioned with your brothers, it was easier to do that? Yeah. Have you had a little more legwork to do with your older sister because you didn't have that with her?
1: Yeah, I think that it's been definitely more legwork. I think that also, the in hindsight, like when we've done a lot of work on this, like the root of why we didn't play didn't really come from... A lack of desire, but it was just—it was other factors. It was like the competition of being the two daughters. Like there's just—it's—it comes from a whole other host of family dynamic.
0: Sure. That that issues. nobody can always really see. Absolutely. In the moment, you and that really we didn't see. even
1: realize until mm-hmm. adulthood. And so now that we've realized that, we're able to be like, oh wait, we can. Be our own separate people mm-hmm. and have fun together, mm-hmm. huh? And so that's been a super fun change.
0: Well, and, I, and to me, what's so interesting about this too is that you can, you know acknowledging all of that as a family, you're able to go look. We certain things we pick up on, certain things we don't. Right. Each kid develops a little differently around their play Absolutely. styles and what they get. And there's only so much you can do to prepare for it. That's one of the things that that I stressed at the very beginning of the month talking about this. Is that I think parents so often get caught in wanting to. Make sure that their kid is protected from just about anything. Yeah, and it's a it's a fool's errand because oh, yeah. it can't be done. And in fact, what's so cool about play is, it, play actually provides safe environments for kids to learn how to bounce back. Right. Either lit, you know, either in their minds in their play, like okay, I can overcome that that monster that I yeah, just made up. Exactly. Or they can fall and you know conk their head on something because they're running around and you know rub some dirt on it, yeah. move on, and right, keep, and keep going. And so I think that's one of the reasons why, um, you know, I think play as a discussion is so important is because for you it, and this example is because this is a family, you are a family that openly engaged in this yeah. and celebrated this. I know your parents well enough to Definitely. know they wanted you guys to do this and they wanted you guys to be investing. They wanted you guys to be exploring and yet certain things develop that no one can anticipate. Right. And the whole point of play I think is to build that, uh, that resilience that yeah. creativity, that ability to adjust, and I would I would suggest that perhaps the reason why you guys perhaps are playing better now is because even though you had all different play styles, now you're integrating all your adult stuff into yes. this, and you've learned a lot of that stuff yeah. prior to now. That's great.
1: Well, and that's like in thinking about our different play styles, like it explains so much about ourselves. Like oh. I I was always the kid that like I wanted to like you know talk and whatever and annie was very introspective and now she's a special education teacher and i'm a marketing major like it it all makes sense it all okay. comes together and so play like it it informs so much more of you than you ever think and
0: that's it. the best way we can wrap up this <laughs> I we could talk about this forever thanks oh, forever grace thanks for coming <laughs> Thank in for this so and, for and illustrating this to our listeners and so for all listeners out there pay attention to all that because you can do the best you can as parents and kids and things will go as they go And play actually provides so many different options and so many different growth opportunities that things tend to work out. So uh, thanks for joining us on this episode of This Show Is All About You. Uh, Come on back next week for another episode. And until then, chins up, everyone.